0: It's easy to feel like San Diego has it all as a city. From the beaches, to the weather, to the food, to the countless amount of things to do, America's finest city is one of the best places in the world to live. But there's one thing San Diego has historically lacked, though. A winning team. From the Padres, to the Chargers, to SDSU and USD, and all of the minor league teams that have rolled through town over the years, there just hasn't been much of a winner. Here's Bernie Wilson. Report reported on the Padres, Chargers, and all of San Diego sports for the Associated Press, for longer than I've been alive, to explain.
1: That it's one of the worst sports cities in America. I mean, it's a great place to live, but the, uh, you know, record speaks for
0: itself of bad teams and bad owners and a, a lack
1: of championships.
0: I'm not even going to get into the Chargers and how they left. That's another podcast for another time. But even while they were still here, they were bad. Now, I'm here to talk about San Diego's team, our beloved Padres. And let's put it this way, if the Chargers were bad, the Friars were worse. Here's Bernie again to explain just how bad our team has been over the years.
1: They've only been to the playoffs something like five times in their 50, well, this is their 51st season. Five times in 51 years, which is pretty pathetic. Um, And you know, they've been largely irrelevant for the last 20 years and since 21 years since the last world series appearance they they did win the NL West in 2005 and 2006 but were quickly eliminated by the Cardinals and 07 of course they had the 163rd game at Colorado which they lost
0: the Padres historically have not won a whole lot of games we've established that much What I'm concerned with, however, is not so much the team, but the fans. It takes a special type of dedication to stand by your team through nearly a decade of consecutive losing seasons. Some fans have understandably abandoned the team, but others stuck around through thick and thin. Being a San Diego native and a lifelong fan of the team, I would definitely fall into that second category. Which leads me to my question, what does it mean to be a San Diego Padres fan? There might not be a better place to start examining that question than to take a look at my own experience growing up in San Diego. I went to my first Padres game in 2002. I was five years old. Back then, the team played their home games at Qualcomm Stadium in Mission Valley. Now it's called SDCCU Stadium. I'll always call it the Q. though. It was opening day, and the Padres played the Giants. And they, of course, lost the game. Being as young as I am, I don't remember much of it, but it definitely established a tradition of going to games with my dad and my brother. To get to the true beginning of my obsession with the team, however, we'll need to fast forward to the 2007 season. Now old enough to read a box score and follow along with baseball's lengthy 162-game season, I found myself in the fortunate position of having my hometown team be a winning one in my first season of truly following them. Or so I thought. In true Padres fashion, the team stumbled their way into a one-game playoff to attempt to reach the postseason. And again, in true Padres fashion, they blew a late lead in extra innings to the Colorado Rockies to lose the game and end their season. Jamie Carroll, the batter,
1: to right field. Giles is there to make the catch, tagging his holiday. The throw to the plate, he is! Safe! It looked like Barrett stuck his foot out there on his bare hand, right there. And the hand never got home plate. So It looked like when he went back to get it, he could tag him out. McCollin did not make the sign right away. No, he didn't. He
0: waited. Finally, he said safe, but not until after Barrett oh. got the baseball. Usually when that... I still get genuinely upset when I watch that clip. Like the broadcaster said, Matt Holliday didn't even come close to touching home plate. But in the days before instant replay, it didn't matter. That game and the way it ended taught me valuable lessons about being a Padres fan. At 10 years old, it was a rude awakening to the fact that the Padres not being in contention that year was the exception and not the rule. And that more often than not, the cruel, cruel game of baseball would swing against the Padres and not in their favor. This may have been lost on my tearful 10-year-old self at the time, but it certainly isn't now. As years went by, I grew up, and that lesson rang truer than ever as the Padres strung together year after year of some of the most miserable baseball I've ever seen in my life. And I became more cynical as a fan.
2: Where you going, San Diego Padres? Where you think you going? You ain't been in the postseason in about seven years. You haven't had a winning record in seven years. You haven't had a winning record in seven years. Let's talk about these Padres for a second. Let's talk about them. The San Diego Padres have not had a winning record since winning 90 games in 2010. Since that time, they have never won more than 77 games in a season. They haven't been to the postseason since 2006. They haven't been to the World Series since 1998 when they got swept by the Yankees. And never in the history of this franchise, dating back to 1969, have the San Diego Padres won a World Series title.
0: My love for the team never went away, but years of losing baseball took its toll on me. To cope, I learned to embrace just how bad the team was, to embrace how much of a joke the franchise could be at times, and just learn to roll with the punches. One like-minded fan took that sentiment to Twitter and gained a substantial following from it. You might have seen his account if you followed the Padres at all. His at @name is miserable_sdfan, and his profile picture is the meme of Michael Jordan crying with the Photoshop Padres hat on its head.
3: My name is Eric Labou. My Twitter handle is uh, Eric No Longer Miserable. It's at miserable_sdfan.
0: I know he said his handle is no longer miserable, but we'll get to that in a second. Eric's love for the team, like my own, began as a family tradition.
3: Put it this way, so I just turned 29 years old, I, I cannot remember a time when I was not a Padres fan, I was just born into it, um, every memory that I have of my dad growing up, it's it was our thing, kind of baseball, and uh, the Padres in particular, so that's just, uh, I was born into it, and I've, I've rolled with it ever since, through the uh, awful times and now the uh, optimistic times.
0: His Twitter account gained traction to the tune of over 2,600 followers when he was able to capture the frustration and anger fans were feeling throughout nine years and counting of losing seasons.
3: It, it's hard to explain because really all I do on Twitter is I try to make jokes because it's like, hey, the team sucks and let's try to make it funny. Like Let's try to roll with it. and you know that that's kind of been my whole um approach towards it is i like to make people laugh naturally so it's like when when you hear like the name miserable pottery thing like oh that guy's probably like a jackass but like i i don't i feel like when people meet me they're like oh like this guy's he's actually pretty funny he's actually pretty cool but like it's never like malicious like hey i want to go after these people and make make them miserable because i am watching the potteries it's always been like hey man this team really makes me miserable <laughs> so like I'm, I'm trying to bring humor into the bad times and and now that the team's getting better I'm trying to still bring humor into it so that's that's what I'm trying to do
0: like Eric said nobody's a bigger fan of the team than him his sometimes spicy Twitter presence is a product of what he refers to as being a battle-hardened fan
3: I feel like we've been hardened um, since the bad times that we have gone through and and we we've gotten to the point where we're not gonna we're not gonna take shit you know, what I mean, it's like we, we've been through such bad times as a team and as a fan base. And really, it's gotten to the point where um, fans are starting to hold the team accountable, too. So it's like, hey, man, like we've given you our blind loyalty through all these years and all this crap. Like, it's our turn to benefit from this relationship. And I, I...
0: our turn. This dedication, this ill-advised fandom has always hinged on one thing. Hope throughout all the down years, no matter how bad it got. There was always the notion in the back of my own and other fans minds that things have to get better that our time is coming that a winning season is on the horizon and that eventually it would be our turn to cheer for a winning team.
3: I think that's the best way to put it. It's like hope is the only reason why we're still here. Cuz at the end of the day like yeah you want to cheer for something you want to cheer you want to cheer for a winner but I feel like if you can't see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, eventually you're going to get bored and figure out something else. And, it, you know, a lot of people, they got close to that. But the, the hope, the vision, um, and then the front office really putting their money where their mouth is um, here recently has, has really sparked everyone. So it's like it's kind of like our we're, we've been validated in the sense of, like, we put so much time and hope um, into this team, and, and it feels
0: real good. This light at the end of the tunnel is indeed beginning to shine blindingly bright. Things began to change four years ago when general manager A.J. Preller and the Padres began accumulating the best minor league talent in baseball, some of which has already spilled over into the major leagues in stud shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. and ace pitcher Chris Paddock. But when the team inked generational talent and superstar third baseman Manny Machado to a 10-year, $300 million contract this past February, things got serious. As in, the Padres are going to be seriously good. Seriously soon,
2: reportedly has agreed to
3: a deal with a San Diego Padres that be the largest contract in North American sports history
0: depending on who you ask, vocal fans like Eric may have played a role in affecting that change. Bernie Wilson, who sits in the Padre's press box during nearly every home game, seems to think so.
1: Well, a lot of the Padre fans. They, they, up until they signed Machado and, and announced that Tatis Jr. was on the opening day roster, they were angry, and they had a right to be, because they were tired of bad baseball, bad ownership decisions, and Padres Twitter can be a lethal place, but it, it also has affected some change, you know, I think ownership heard them loud and clear on Machado, I don't think they actually sat down and, and had Padres Twitter at the top of the list, they had... You know, elite ball player, generational talent can help us here, help us there. Business decision. Oh, and by the way, the fans would really like to have a superstar player.
0: With this new crop of talented players on the roster, expectations are higher than they had ever been for this team. They're expected to compete this year and dominate in upcoming ones. For fans like myself and Eric, navigating a fandom of a competing ball club is uncharted territory. One thing's for certain, though, is that the hope that we both mentioned is at an all-time high.
3: I've never in my life felt more optimistic than I do right now and it's like you can even squint and see this year where it's like hey they could go for it this year. I mean it's it's not likely but like you look at it and it's like hey like next year like we're expecting to make a run and we're expecting to finally taste a championship here in San Diego or at least get deep into the playoffs as early as next year. So it's like you kind of look down in the minor leagues, you look at the prospects that are emerging and it's, it's never been more bright and it's never been more hopeful than it has been in this very
0: moment. It, it's a lot of fun. But if you had asked Eric, even at the beginning of February of this year, if he had felt the same way, he might not have given you the same answer.
3: Absolutely not. <laughs> Dude, uh, Manny Machado signed here, what, February? I wouldn't have said that same thing in January. So, like, bringing him in, I, I can't describe enough how much he has accelerated that time clock. Cause it, it's always kind of been like in 2012, we're like, hey, you know what? Wait till 2015. You guys will see. In 2013, wait till 2016. You know, like the goalposts kept getting pushed further and further back. But now it's like, hey, we're moving forward. We're moving forward fast. So it, it's right there, man.
0: The move has invigorated the fan base so much that even the guy who gained notoriety as miserable Padres fan is a believer in the team's impending success and has updated his handle display as Eric, no longer miserable, complete with a new picture of Michael Jordan smiling with the Padres hat on.
3: The Padres are right on the brink of something great. So that's why I go back to what I said about bandwagon fans. We welcome everyone. We welcome everyone. Make some noise. These guys feed off of it. And uh, yeah, I, I, to answer your question, I 100% believe within the next three years, I'd say five years max, I, I think we're celebrating World Series in downtown.
0: I couldn't agree more with Eric. A championship is coming to Petco Park. It's just a matter of when. But don't take our word for it. Take Bernie Wilson's, who makes a living writing objectively about one of the historically worst teams in baseball.
1: Baseball is, is a tough game to predict, but there have been worse to first finishes in, in, in baseball, and they, they absolutely could. You know, I wouldn't bet my salary on it because I have a mortgage to pay, but, the, the, you know, this team, as built and with the farm system expected to keep a steady stream of prospects coming up, they, they, they very well could win a World Series. What year, I don't know and I don't want to say, but they, this team, it could.
0: Predictions be damned, the Padres have already shown more promise and excitement this season than I have ever seen in my life.
2: from to left field, high, deep, and a grand slam to walk it off! But a run through! The grand slam of Canley Jansen, and the Padres come back to win it!
0: And for the first time in my 21-year-old life, I have hoped that my team could one day win a World Series championship. Which brings me back to my question. What does it mean to be a San Diego Padres fan? After reflecting on my own and Eric's journeys as Padres fans and consulting Bernie's Padres expertise, I think I have my answer. To be a San Diego Padres fan is to have hope.